Hello and welcome to the Mixer Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip hop. My co-hosts are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. Today's episode, we'll be talking about Conway the Machine's new project, La Machina. We'll also be going over the Billboard Top 10 Albums for April 2021. We're going to do an artist review on Corday's EP, Justin Till. We're going to be giving a tribute to another one of our fallen heroes, Doc G. So, Kev, tell them where they can follow us at on social media. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. That's Mix Era Rap. And our Instagram is Mix Era Rap Pod. Mix Era Rap P-O-D on Instagram. Hopefully everybody can follow. We post daily. So, you know, you'll enjoy it. All right. Really appreciate that, Kev. So let's jump into it. We're going to start with one of the songs that we thought was very notable from the Conway, the Machine Project, La Machina, and that is 630 Tip Off. Look. I'm just a product of the struggle But now they realize my vision was symbolic to my hustle Another 550,000 topping off my duck rack Getting too heavy to lift Shit, I can probably pull a muscle Wait, my mentality is fuck you Like I was Willie Russell Westbrook, they thought Alright, and that was Conway the Machine With 630 Tip-Off So let's jump into it uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on 630 Tip-Off by Conway the Machine? Um, it was a good start off to the um to the project. It was, I think this song was similar to some of the songs we're gonna get to a little later. He just talks about his story and his upbringing. Um, when he was when he was in the streets of New York, I believe. And um, I enjoyed this song. It was it was a good a good intro starter song to to what we're gonna get into a little later. So I liked it. All right, really appreciate that, Malcolm. Uh, let's jump in into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on uh, 630 Tip Off by Conway the Machine? This is like the best way to come off. Like the intro is always the strongest part to draw in the artist to to what we expecting for for the album. So I like how the bass was. I like how it had like a like a good end game about to roll down. So. It's a good way to start the album, and I, and I like this song. I really appreciate that. So, Kev, let's let you anchor this one. How did you think about uh, 630 Tip Off by Conway the Machine? Very excellent. Like everyone was saying, you know, a great way to start an album off. You know, it, it's like, you know, he, he addresses what's going on within his camp and how he feels he's been recognized in the industry. And it's, and it's this, this kind of put that stamp on that, you know, he's here. And if you're listening, you want to hear what he got to say and you got to recognize the voice talent. Yeah, definitely. No doubt there, Kev. His his voice was just massive. It was super strong. Great wordplay on this particular um, track. I, I thought he was just a verbal assassin towards the end of the verse. It was really killing it. I'm just impressed with his growth, even though he's still talking about some of the same themes. He's doing it in a way that's much more artistic than his first effort. So now we're going to move into our next uh, notable song from the project, uh, La Machina, and it's going to be the song Clarity. Got all this ice on my chest to go with my pole heart. Christian Lewis, spikes on the bottoms, not on the toe bar. As far as the bars go, I just go in and I throw darts. My man played with keys. 
streets like he was Mozart. Now we in the feds till his children become adults for the most part. Seen that bitch that did me dirty, gave me that broken heart. She was on the back of the bus watching this Rosa Park. Whoa, got a part in my sense of humor. All right, and that was Clarity by Conway the Machine off of his La Machina project. So let's start this one off with Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Clarity by Conway the Machine? I don't know why. This song sounds like a West Coast song. Like, you just be riding down Compton's, blasting the song. Like, it's like a chill song. I like it. And it's like, it's very fresh, very clear. His bar is strong and... He had a good delivery punch. I like that. So, yeah, I like the song. Really do. And I did add the song to my my list. All right. Cool. Cool. Really appreciate that. So let's uh, move in with uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Conway the Machine's track, Clarity? I'm going to have to say this is my favorite um, song on from this project. The, he just extremely creative with the bars on this, this song, um, similar to the another song we're gonna get to a little later but i mean i have to this guy conway i mean i I haven't heard from him heard about him before um before now i haven't listened to any of his music but um i was very surprised um by the skill and how masterful he was with the with his vocabulary on this this song i really enjoyed it some of these bars were just he said playing with keys and oh i can't even the whole bar was I think it was the whole the whole bar talking about his friend getting locked up and then he started talking about his kids and then it was great. I enjoyed this song a lot. Um this one was definitely be on one of my playlists, one of my um my more lyrical conscious playlist probably. So yep. Yeah. All right, really appreciate that, Malcolm. I'm telling you, for me, Clarity Man, this was great production, just beautiful production. And he took his brag rap just to another level on this. I mean, the wordplay, again, was uh, just amazing. And uh, double entendres, he really put it together. The young man is just artistically gifted, and uh, I can't say much more than that. So we'll move on to our main man, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Clarity by Conway the Machine? It was just another another great song. I'm not sure of uh, his process of picking beats for this album, but it was just amazing. It, it, it's, it just, it seems like these beats were just tailor made for him or he constructed his rhymes to fit the beat so well. So and it was, a, it just, everything just blended just perfectly with this, you know, like coming in, like before I listened to this album, you know, big Benny fan, of course, but you know, this one, just like this whole thing just blew me away. You know, like this, like right now, this is the best album to me so far this year, you know, and I can appreciate, you know, good stuff. So I really, you know, I like the whole thing. Yeah, I feel you on that, uh, Kev. Definitely probably one of the strongest projects that's been out in 2021. I don't know if I'm going to give it number one, but definitely probably one of the strongest ones. So now we're going to move on to another song we thought was notable off of the project, and that is 200 Pies. Featuring two chains. I feel wonderful. <laughs> I feel amazing, nigga. <laughs> oh my uh, fucking god, nigga. Love. Uh, 
hundred racks in my sweatpants Did my score on the Portland I'm Bonzi Wells with the headband Build the next powerhouse record label That was my next plan Drum work like Death Row in the 90s Mixed with Def Jam We the Def Squad but I shoot solo on Ratman Right hand holding a steering wheel Busting back with my left hand I'm still busting down the presidential Rolex band Every day I collect bands Lambo truck color all right, and that was 200 Pies featuring 2 Chains from the Conway the Machines project, La Machina. So let's start with Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on 200 Pies featuring 2 Chains? A couple months back, I said that I could do without 2 Chains in 2021, and I have taken that statement back, and, and I would take and you know, and I'm shocked. I'm mad at myself for even saying it now. I thought 2 Chains did a good job on the Benny album, but I think Two Chains did an excellent job with this feature here on this album. And I, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but it was you know I don't know if it's just the Griselda group or what, but Two Chains was amazing. I mean, this is a this is this was Conway's lane right here. You know, just that slow, smoothed out beat. You know, and he just kind of get into it, and man, it just everything just worked, man. So I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that, Kev. It was excellent, man. I, I've 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 been hit or miss with uh, Two Chains for quite some time, but recently his features, he is just he stepped his game up to the quality of people he's doing the feature for, and I think he really understood that Conway is at a, another level on his wordplay. So uh, Two Chains just really stepped his game up, and this was just super super nice. I thought Two Chains verse was very strong. And, you know, Conway just continuously crushing it on this particular track as well and and enjoyed it. You know, it was a nice uh, mixture. I think he did a really nice job of picking beats that changed the theme of the song based on uh, where it was placed on the album. So I thought that that was quite interesting as well. Uh, so let's move into it with uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on 200 Pies featuring 2 Chains? This will be my second. This is my second favorite um, song on this project. Two chains. Yeah, I, I had to tell. I was I was alarmed because you said he was when he was featured on the the song I believe with Ariana Grande a while back. He was it, it was it for two chains. Now I feel like he's very versatile. He knows when to to get on a song and okay, this is going to be a radio hit. Is going to be one of those type of songs. I don't need to put that much effort into the into the bars or what I'm speaking about. Or and then when he on a project where it's an actual lyricist or an actual or actual rapper, he understands. Okay, I need to play, I need to play up to his level or do better than him on this song. And I feel like Conway's still out like on other other features songs. He has other features on his um project. He always seems to um do better than the artist that he's. He may be featuring on that song, and I think it's intentional just to show his skills. But um, Two Chains most definitely um he did his thing. But this was a great song. This is another one that's going to be added to my playlist. But I believe it's just going to be Clarity and this song for my um from this project when we talk about the favorites for me. So yeah, that's the truth. I feel you there, um, Malcolm. Uh, let's finish this off with Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on? 200 pies featuring two chains i'm glad that kev cleared up what he said because i was about to get on his case when he said something about two chains about that he's not all that and i'm glad that he corrected his wrongs 
because this was another piece of art right here with two chains where he gives what the artist what the artists want they how can i say when they want somebody to feature on their record and he did that from the beginning of his verse to the end of his verse and it's just amazing i also add this on my song on my playlist this is my my second favorite song on this out al on this album and i was just mind blown just hearing the whole song hearing how it was played hearing how the verse and the beats was matched 110 percent like it was just amazing so i gotta give this song a thumbs up and i love it yeah now that's what i'm talking about uh terrell that's a real endorsement on on some solidness that we weren't expecting from two chains and now he's put in real work over the last i would say six to seven months of work which i'm pretty sure he did it all last year but he's really just putting it down so now we're going to move into our last song that we thought was notable on the la maquina project and that was scatterbrain featuring luda chris and my main man jid <laughs> Packs in the mail, packs on the road. Connect FaceTime, said he just hit the last of my load. The shit on my neck that come from the packs that I sold. I never went platinum or gold. You still fuck with him and you know he a rat and he told. Love when a nigga talk stupid, cause that's when shots went down and he clapped at his pole. Trust me, that doesn't bode well for a nigga. It's gonna be victims. I'm a street nigga, boy, you know the difference. Hand around the throat of the rap game and I'm bold constricted. My soul is missing in the top spot. I got soul position. Man, this hoe is tripping. Yeah, man, that was scatterbrain featuring Ludacris and jid let me just jump out here and give my two cent first this was my favorite track off the uh project luda that's all i gotta say luda represented very well jid again from the, the little bit of time i've been into him he's representing himself extremely well i'm looking for him to have a super good year in 2021 and then conway flipped the script on us again and came with the hot fast flow on top of this really really nice produ produced uh, track there's not much i can say but this was a crazy crazy piece of work and uh, just amazing piece of art the the levels intricacy that went into this particular song is just amazing it's exemplary that uh, they were able to put together this piece of art uh so let's move on to kev kev what were your thoughts on uh, scatterbrain featuring Ludacris and jid the collaborations that he selected for this album is is something I would love to hear how he picked who he wanted to be on here. I think last year he had, um, was it Slick Rick? Was it him or Westside that had Slick Rick on their album? One of them. So, I mean, like, the Gazelda camp has some, like, unique collaborations the past two years. And it gets overlooked, overlooked. But, um... As far as, you know, Luda and J.I.D., both did great jobs. And I think that at some point we might have to do like a deep dive on Ludacris because he doesn't get enough recognition for his time in the game as a whole. I mean, gosh, I mean, what, it's been about eight years maybe since we last really heard his uh, Ludacris verse. But, but it's like he still got it in 2021. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing to be out of the game for so long and still could drop a verse and it's still on point. And it's like he hasn't lost a step at all. It was a pleasant surprise. And, and man, this whole, like I said, from start to finish, I enjoyed it. And I and I wish nothing but success for him and everybody that was on this album. 
that's what's up, uh, Kev. Definitely, that's what's up. Your words were exemplary on that. So we're going to move into this with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Scatterbrain featuring Ludacris and J.I.D.? First off, I played this song the other day. Actually, I played this song yesterday. I played it in my room. And then playing it while my mom come in the room and start bobbing her head. And then she heard Ludacris part came on. She said, that's Ludacris in the, on this track? I said, how did you know that this is Ludacris on this track? And like what Kev said, Ludacris don't get enough criticism of all the work that he do and everything that he put into this game. And just the hear that my mom noticed that Lil Chris was in this song and I was just like, and she didn't even see it. That says a lot right there. That says that she, that he does a lot. And I'm glad that Conway did put him in his album. Put this one on this track, cause like I said, these old heads, they gotta get the, they gotta get their fla- their flowers. And I have to say Lil Chris, his flowers should have been long time ago. And I gotta say kudos to the song. I love the song. Yeah, that's what's up, uh, Terrell. So we're going to move into it with our and let uh, Malcolm anchor this one. Uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Scatterbrain featuring Ludacris and J.I.D.? I really was. It was it was a pleasant surprise to hear Ludacris on um uh, on a featured on a song. I hadn't I haven't heard any um anything from Ludacris music wise. I, I guess I have to do my own. I have to go and look at his see if he's released anything on YouTube or any of the music platforms recently, but it was just really, it was nice hearing that feature. And still, I mean, this is a closer compare. I mean, it was, it was a little closer between Conway and Ludacris. And we talk about skill wise on, on the, on this song compared to maybe a feature with, um, two chains or Jid. I mean, he just Conway usually just, it just separates himself on the songs for when we talk about skill wise and his lyrics and his bars on this one. Um, it, it was tough because you got a legend on, on, on your song and, and you just gotta be the competition. What must've been there when they were, uh, when they were putting this together. So I really enjoyed this, um, this song, not going to be on my playlist, but I enjoyed this song from the project. So. Yeah, I feel you on that, Malcolm. So we're going to let you start it off with. So for the Conway the Machines project, La Machina, stream or no stream, Malcolm? If you enjoy Conway's sound, which I mean, it's hard not to. But what I'm talking about is his production and what his, what it, what his songs tend to sound like. If you enjoy the sound that he, he, he creates, then of course you gotta you gotta stream this. I probably will be streaming this. I'll be listening to this project in its entirety um, a few more times. But yeah, this is a stream for me. All right, really appreciate that, uh, Malcolm. So let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, stream or no stream? Conway the Machines, La Machina. I'm streaming this everywhere I can. This is gonna be streaming everywhere. I mean, from clubs to stadiums to grocery stores i'm blasting this song like to make it noticeable to really make it noticeable so yes that's what's up terrell so for me it's definitely a stream very uh very very artistic uh, project and i would tell anybody give this young man a chance you'll enjoy what type of artistry he's putting into his work and let's let our anchor man kev finish this off kev stream or no stream on the project la machina yes Definitely yes, definitely yes. Um, 
this is the uh, the type of hip hop I like. You know, it's just it's not a lot of fluff or nothing really designed for the radio. You know, just lyrically, he, he was on point. The beats was there. Everything was just you know five star to me. Like like I said earlier, the best album right now in twenty twenty one to me. So of course, a big yes. All right, that's what's up, Kev. So now we're gonna move on to. Uh, our Billboard's Top 10 Rap Albums for April 2021. We're going to start off at number 10, and that is The Goat by Polo G, which we've already reviewed. Then we go to number nine, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone, which we've already reviewed. Then we move on to number eight, which is Legends Never Die by Juice World, which another one we've already reviewed. Number seven, Shiesty Season by our man Pooh Shiesty which we already have reviewed. Then we have number six, My Turn by Little Baby, which we've already reviewed. And then we come to number five, which is a new entry into the Billboard's uh, top 10 rap album, which is Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine by Brock Hampton. So let's give it a listen. And on this, I Brock's on my little bitch. Uh, speaking of truth, two can two. All right, and that was a song from the Brock Hampton album, Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. That particular song was Bankroll featuring ASAP Rocky and ASAP Ferg. I listened to this project and I thought it was interesting. I don't know if it's the type of artistry that I particularly uh, enjoy, but it was creative. I can give it that. It was definitely creative. So let's move on to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine by Brock Hampton? So I've been listening to Brock Hampton for a while. His style of rapping is very unusual. Like he reminds me of a solid creator, Earl Sweatshirt, Hopkins. He's, you don't know what you may get. So like this song right here, it was, at first it was hard for me to listen to. I had to listen to a couple of times. And like, I, to this day, I'm still like, it's like, it's like, it's the song by itself is everywhere. Like, I didn't understand the lyrics a little bit, and I got confused how they transpired to different verses. So, like, it's with him, you have to, like, study it. So, like, just thinking about it gave me a headache. So, yeah. You know, I forgot to ask you, uh, Terrell, is this a stream for you as far as this pro- this album or no stream? Yeah, um, this is no stream. Mm-mm. Like I said, if I would have heard this in anywhere else, it would have gave me a headache. So, yeah, it's a, it's a no stream. Yeah, I, f- I feel you on that. And I apologize for not uh, saying that this was a stream or no stream a segment of our show. And uh, for me, this is definitely a no stream as well. So let's move on to um, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on the project Run Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine by Brock Hampton? Stream or no stream? It's a definite no for me. I'm not sure who is run- who is on the Brockhampton team, but whoever they are, they do an amazing job because the media loves Brockhampton every time. I mean, every time 
something that's released, it gets good reviews. It's it's suggested. It's I mean, it's just like it's all over the place. When I like when I first read an article on Brock Hampton, I was like, oh my goodness, this must be something good or decent. And I I remember it was like a couple years ago. I listened to the album and I was just like, what the, what the hell is this? And it's just like everything after that. I try to give it a chance, but I just can't. I mean, I just don't know. Like it's just. It's not different. It just it seems almost weird. And I don't know. Whoever's on that team, they do an amazing job because it can't be this many, you know, media personalities that like this body of work that, that's put out by Brockhampton. Not to say he's a bad artist, but it's just he gets a, he gets I think he gets more love than he deserves. He's not bad. He's decent at best, but I don't get it. It's, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, that's what's up, Kev. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> he's interested, you know, and, uh, and and obviously if you have the right machine behind you, whatever type of artistry you put out is going to get some type of uh, attention based on the machine behind you. So, hey, it is what it is. Uh, we'll now move on to uh, stream or no stream, Malcolm, on the project Roadrunner New Light New Machine by Brock Hampton. You all have to understand that the, the, the age of of our youth, the weirder, the better. When we talk about as long as it's good production, I mean, if the artist comes out and he's and he's creating his own mold, I haven't seen a Brockhampton before seeing Brockhampton. Nor have I seen, when we talk about, this is a comparison, but when we talk about, um, uh, what is his name? 24 Karat. What was, what is, what is, what's our guy? Uh, I can't recall his name, but he's he's different. I believe it's um I can't remember, but he's the top of funk right now. Twenty four karat golden. Twenty four karat golden with what is his name? Y'all, can y'all help me out? No. I, wait, I just want to let y'all know, Rob Campton is not a person. They are a group. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, they are a group. Okay. I'm yeah, I'm sorry about that. I should have said that earlier. Definitely, it's a group of probably about nine artists. Who um, interchange and in their uh, the leads on their um, their projects and their in mean, each one of their songs. So with Rob Campton, he, so which I like I said I've been listening to him for a while. With Rob Campton, every album is somebody new that leads the group in every album. So when they came out with the album last or two thousand nineteen, their number one song was Sugar. It's somebody is either somebody new that's in the group that leads the group for that song or there's somebody new in the group that leads for they out so that's why i said you can never you can't just with rock with that group right there it's hard to understand where they coming from because their energy changed from different person from different person understood so you're gonna have to excuse me i'm thinking that I'm thinking Anderson Pack was a part of. I thought Anderson Pack was a part of Brock Hampton for some reason. I just found out that was not the case. But um, I was in. I was. I was mentioning Bruno Mars. It's just when we talk about these artists that are, you can't. There's not. I don't. I don't picture there ever being another artist like them. So I believe that Brock Hampton is. A, I'm gonna do a stream for this. Um, it's different. It, I, I'm not sure where. We where it fits in the hip hop realm, but I enjoy the sound and the vibes I get from the song. But um, will I be streaming it? No, but I, I I encourage everybody to stream it on their free time and just give it a chance. You know, it's something different. Wait, 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 wait! I have to ask this. Okay, so you said that because it's 
different and weird that 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 makes people gravitate towards it. When you Correct. say weird, then we put negative connotations behind that in the past. We're weird now. I mean, weird is 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 what's what's hot right now. You, when you talk about the artists that are, are are in the limelight and that are the most popular in the in the hip hop game, we talk about Young Thug, we talk about Lil Uzi, talking about pop stars that are right. But I'm, I just want to make sure you said weird. I want to make sure that I'm I'm the reason, understanding what you said. Yes, because you said that this sounded weird when you right, it, it, right, and it does sound weird to right. me, and I, and I can understand that. It, that it is a different realm, but I'm trying to. I'm, but well, I'm understanding what you were saying. Yes, were you I'm, saying weird, or we, did you mean something else? I mentioned weird because I had heard you use that as a uh, something to describe this song, and weird seems to attract a lot of a lot of listeners these days. So I, I believe that. I mean, the more weird, and as long as your production is solid. You gotta. I mean, because you gotta. Something has to draw the draw the uh, draw the listener in, whether it's the artist's their their whatever their facade is that they're presenting, their 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 character, or it's the sound of the 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 entirety of the song. And with the good production, I mean, you can I can tolerate listening to trying to listen to what Rock Hampton is trying to do. And um, I I'm I'm happy to figure out that there are more than one artist. I I had no idea. This is it's new to me, so I'm most definitely going to do my research into that Brockhampton group because I had no idea. I thought it was I'm, my. I thought it had something to do with Anderson Pack for some reason. I'm 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 wrong with that, but um, yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the song. Okay, I mean, no, not me. I, I get everything that you were saying, but I, I, I guess my point I'm trying to understand is is you want you will want artists to not be afraid in their artistry. I guess you could say it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like with let's let's take let's take Cameron for instance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cameron doesn't. Cameron has this unusual flow. It, it's it's not like a it's very offbeat. He doesn't sound like he's rapping. He sounds like he's talking per se. But yeah, it's a it's a rapping type of thing, and and it was unusual, and it's a um and a lot of people, you know. He has a whole bunch. He has a big fan base. Well, um, I do gravitate toward Cameron, but it's it's even out. His music is 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 stellar, and then it's Cameron himself, the character. You know, he he presents. He, he it's it, and this is all for entertainment. But the more entertaining, the weirdness is when you're weird. It's, you're able to gravitate to a, a certain niche of audience, a certain certain group of of group of listeners. I feel like. So. Right, but but I mean, but it I mean, but for this group, it works. Yeah. It works because they always charting on the chart, and they get a lot of media love. But, but for me, but for me, it's it's not, it's not to say that they are bad. I mean, I I mean, if, if they if they got an album that comes out, I'll probably I listen to it within the first week. I always listen to that stuff within the first week, and I I, I, I the two what well, the two problems I have is one is it, it, is their sound. Some of the stuff just kind of goes too far to the left for me. Mm. But another thing I have a problem is they have too many features. Too many. I feel like it'd be too many features, but outside, huh? They call it a super group. That's what but they- no, not even their group. I mean, like other artists though. Wow. Like, okay. like the song he just played had ASAP Rock and ASAP Ferg on it. That's nothing for them to do stuff like that. They mm. they got stuff with uh, Young Thug. I think did some stuff with them. I think they got features with Future and. 
Uzi. I mean, they they get a lot of industry. You know, all those artists you've listed. I mean, I, I, I get the sound. I, I get, you know, guys want to be different. And, and it's not necessarily, I guess, that it's their sound. I mean, but, you know, sometimes I feel like it just goes far, too far to the left. And by the fact they're a group, they have too many. I don't know. I, I think, like, if you're a group, feature your group. You know, feature some outside artists here and there. But I don't know. I feel like it has too many outside features on their album. And if you're a big group, let your group shine. Don't, you know. You don't, don't. Your own. Yeah, I understand that. I think yeah. the, the future, the future feature, the Young Thug feature, it stamps you in the industry. I mean, uh, I was saying how the, the, the stamp, that you get that stamp with the big artist, Young Thug feature or that that asap the asap mob you you could you could even relate the brockhampton to odd future or um, you can ask terrell about this odd future or the asap mob at one time what they had done for their artists you know they 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 were collective they were they had the musical side they had apparel it was all entertainment collective and then they established their artists and then they all ended up breaking out onto their own i mean i i I don't i'm not sure what the group Rockhampton is trying to do officially, but I mean it's it's interesting, and I would love to see what transpires past. Well, I mean, ending 2021, starting 2022 for this group because um it's it's an interesting thing, and maybe this is the this is the trend where we need more more collectives, you know, collective groups. All right, well I appreciate that, gentlemen. Um, you know, I'll leave it at this and say that. There's always been over the last 25 years in our in our in, in our genre of music, uh, your your niche groups and niche artists. And I think that uh, Brockhampton is one of those. I mean, you know, Tyler, the creator, he etched out his niche. Uh, you had Jaden Smith etch out his niche and, uh, you know, let's see what they can do with theirs. So we're going to move on to the number three album on uh, the rap charts for April 21 and that was Destined to Win Little TJ and then at number two is Soul Fly by Rod Waves and we're gonna hear a little something from Rod Waves until my niggas rich and free it's hard to give me some sleep it's hard to give me some peace with all the shit that I be battling so many ups and downs sometimes I feel like I can't balance it it be challenging so many challenges yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Father. It's safe to say time's harder. My pops say, son, be smarter, you a artist and a father. Monks say, not be smarter, you a target, and regardless. All right, that was Rod Wave from his album Soul Fly. I'll start this one off and just say, for me, Rod Wave is definitely a stream. I enjoy his music, I enjoy what he's trying to put out in his artistry. You know, uh, a street dude made well, made good, you know, and uh, I appreciate everything he's doing. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the singing, rapping thing, but I know young people will listen to that. And if he can gain any traction with his uh, sound and uh, with his topics that he uh, raps about, that that's all that really matters to me is that he's giving another viewpoint of what's going on in the street. So I appreciate him on that end. Let's move in with Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts? Stream or no stream on Rod Wave's Soul Fly? Listen to Rod Wave, I start want to cry. He be saying something good. He be saying some shit that making me all emotional and stuff. So he got me. So I'm going to stream him. 
because I will because like I said, he he has the type of attitude like I'm going to tell you a story, and this story I'm going to tell you is you going to feel it. You going to feel like you was in the in the same situation, and that gratitude with all his fans going crazy for him. So I'm also not the one person that like the little hip hop singing and stuff. I'm not with it. I'm, I can't say that kind of, that's making me sound biased because my, my favorite person, Drake, does it. So I'm, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to sound a little biased, but it's the new way, it's the new trend of rapping now. So we just going to have to get used to that, but I will stream this album. I really appreciate that, Terrell. So, uh, Malcolm, stream or no stream on Broadway's Soulfly? This is this isn't a no stream. It's it's always a fine line between him and rap, and then he it's like you he can he can cross over to uh, it being a whole singing song so quick, and then it can be a a melody. You hear the melody, and then it's this is a rap. He's rapping in his song. Okay, so whenever he 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 tries to move toward that rapping rapping side, and he's st- I mean you're gonna hear melody from him regardless, because that's what that's what people are drawn to from Rod. So I, this will be a no stream for me. I've heard way way better songs from from him. Um, I know he has it has it in him to to do better than this, but this will be a no stream for me. That's what's up, uh, Malcolm. We love that honesty. You know, this is what this show, this platform is about. We're, we're giving you honest opinions on our uh, views on the music that's out for your ears. You know, so we're going to finish this off with our anchor man, uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts, stream or no stream, on Soulfly by Rod Waves? It's a no for me. I, I'm trying. I, I'm, I'm trying. I just don't get it. I just don't get it with Rod Waves. It's not necessarily the style. I think um I think I'm used to it now. Whereas you know it's that singing, rapping type of stuff, and this you know the very similar beats. But it's just I don't know. It's just something about him that just doesn't click with me. And yeah, I don't get it. All right, I feel you on there, Kev. So and at number one, new for April 2021 is the best of DMX by DMX. You know, I guess from his passing, so many people uh, streamed his music that it went up Billboard's chart and made it to number one. So we're going to show homage to our, uh, our, our one of uh, one of the best to ever do it. And that's our man DMX. So here we go. And that was our main man, uh, Earl Simmons, DMX, on the uh, What's My Name track from the Best Of DMX album. It's at number one on the Billboard's Top 10 Rap Albums. All right, and that'll wrap it up for us with our uh, review of the Top 10 Rap Albums. And we're going to move on to the our artist review. And our artist review is going to be of our main man, Corday from the DMV, on his new EP, just until 
and we're gonna play one of our uh, songs that we thought was very notable from that project. And the song we're gonna play is Dream in Colors. I dream in color and I sleep on a canvas. I think we all need each other. Empathy that could be our advantage. Bad bitch speak Creole and Spanish. She looked this way, then I'm liking my chances. Oh man, why go on these tangents? Bird's eye view, this shit panoramic. Still firing off my paranoia. Shit too real, just fire my lawyer. Trust issues, I'm needing to fix it. That could be an empire destroyer. You seen what happened to Julius Caesar. Stevie Wonder told me you were. All right, and that was Dream in Color by Corday. So we're going to let the young people start this off. So, uh, Malcolm. What were your thoughts on Corday's project, Justin Till? Is it a stream or no stream? This will be a this will be a stream for me because you gotta show love to Corday. I want I want him to get more exposure and eventually reach that reach that pinnacle of the mainstream, of course. Um, but he has this specific following coming from the YBN um YBN clan group, whatever they did in California. But I enjoyed I enjoyed this this project. I have a it's a two out of four for me when you talk about four. They had four songs on this EP, and I will say this will be a stream. All right, that's what's up, Malcolm. So let's move on to our next youngin, and that's Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts, stream or no stream, on Corday's project just until? I'm streaming this. I like how the way he's been growing since his first album and stuff. And he's just blossoming like he's the future of hip hop. And I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing when he's rapping. I like what he's doing off rapping. He has a very positive feeling and he makes sure he get the word out of everything that's going on in the world right now. So he got a bright future and I hope many more success for him. I really appreciate that, Terrell. That's uh, uh, some real encouraging words there for the young man. Uh, let's move into it with Kev. Kev, stream or no stream on Corday's project, Just Until? It's a stream for me. It's a, uh, it's, it's very, it's very encouraging to see, a, you know, a young man of uh, his age didn't really kind of fall into, I guess, the radio or industry hype of just, you know, rapping about killing or guns or drugs or, you know, sex with all these, you know, different females and everything. I mean, he has, you know, content and substance with what he's saying. And he's not out here just, you know, throwing money away or just, you know, he has a purpose with everything, you know, purpose with his music and a purpose with his personal life. So I can appreciate it. And I will always, you know, support someone, someone like that. Yeah, that's what's up, Kev. Uh, for me, uh, Corday's uh, Justin Till EP is a stream. I enjoyed the diversity that he put into the project, even though it's a very short project. I thought that he put some effort into it. Uh, the features with Q-Tip and Young Thug, I thought were brilliant. You know, um, not a lot of young cats are out here, you know, trying to be that diverse these days. And again, 2021 has been has proven, uh, you know, time and time again that there is a change. There's there's a wave of change in our our culture and and that's super super important and that matters a lot and i think that everybody has been very very 
happily surprised at where our music is headed. And uh, again, like I said, we there's plenty enough room for your Cardis, your, your you know your your Migos and and your um, um your money bag yos and all that stuff long as there's some diversity and we're getting that this year as well as last year. So I'm super excited and super happy to see what else is coming in 2021. Unfortunately, this has been a tough time for us over the last nine, nine to 12 months. As far as rap is concerned, we've lost a lot of our legends and we've lost another legend uh, recently. And that is our man, Shock G, the uh, creator and co-founder of the Digital Underground uh, Shock G, also known as Humpty Hump. His real name was Gregory Edwards Jacobs. He was 57 years old. He was born in Queens, New York, in 1963. Uh, you know, this dude was an amazing musician, great producer, a visionary as far as the music was concerned. He came along during a time, the golden era of hip hop is what they call it, when the, the, the amount of creativity was just amazing that no one, no group wanted to sound like another group. And what he did was, I mean, he had a, a four year run with uh, his project Sex Packet and the Sons of the EP and also um, a song he did off of a music soundtrack of um, same song. Just a hard, just amazing run of diversity and just a, a creativity, uniqueness um, the, uh, the Shock G had. His first, his first project with Digital Underground was a single called Hip Hop Do It All. I'm sorry, Hip Hop Doll. That was back in 1989. And uh, that led to his biggest project, which was Sex Packets in 1990, which had the, the super hot uh, you know, multi-platinum song Humpty Dance which is still played heavily to this day at many venues. And then in 1991, uh, he had the Sons of the P. In 1995, the Body Hat Syndrome. In 1996, Future Rhythms. And then in 1998, Who Got the Gravy. And then in, in uh, 2008, it was quite a hate hiatus for about 10 years. And then in 2008, he had the Lost Files. And then um, also in 2008, he had... Because a DU party don't stop. And then he had an EP in 2010 that was called The Green Light. Again, just want to show our respect for a legend in the game. Rest in power, Shock G. Now as the record spins around, you recognize this sound. Well, it's the underground. You know that we're down with what you like. With what you like. And though we're usually on a serious tip, check it out. Tonight we're gonna flip and trip and let it all hang out tonight. We're gonna say what we like. Cause yo, yo, we wanna know how many people in the flow will have to just let yourselves go and do what you like. All right, and that was Shock G on uh, Do What You Like from the Sex Packet uh, album. So let's jump into it with the young people. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on our man Shock G? It was very unfortunate hearing that he had passed. Um, this was he Shock G in Digital Underground. One of my when I was when I talk about uh, who did I first listen to and who was I doing my research on when we talk about the hip hop game and and back when I was a little younger, it was it was it was listening to Sex Packet, Sex Packet, um, Sons of P. I mean, Digital Underground was revolutionary. They were I, there was no one like them 
And it was a very interesting sound they came up with. I mean, the Humpty Dance, the Do What You Like was one of my two of my favorites. And then them just bringing in Tupac and giving him the platform to shine and break into the industry was, I mean, there would be no Tupac without him. So without the uh without the the uh digital underground so i'm it's just a very unfortunate to hear that he has passed i hope he i hope he was in no no pain or it was it was hope it, i just hope he he is transferred to the to the next life was it's a peaceful one you know so um gotta rest in power rest in rest in paradise for shock g and his music will live on we have to do um i guess we just got to we got to go back and listen to some of these albums these are some classics right here so it's very unfortunate. All right. That's what's up, Malcolm. Really appreciate that. Uh, let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on our man, the legend, and now recent uh, ancestor, Shock G? When I found out that he had passed, it was like, it was a shocking. Like, I was stunned. I was like, man, I haven't heard from him in a long time. And then, boom, they said he passed. And I could say I've seen a lot of documentaries with him. He was a very outgoing, sp- uh, spoken person. He was like, he really had spoken some knowledge about life and how he lived his code about life. He was like, he was, ne- he was never afraid to die. And whenever his time was up, his time was up. He, he said, I live my past. I live for my future. He was a very nature person. And his soul of when he was rapping and stuff was very... It was crazy, but it was fun crazy. And like, we don't have people like that, how he was rapping nowadays. And he is truly going to be missed. And I can say my brother, rest in paradise, have fun up there. And I hope his legacy continue going on. Yeah, that's what's up, uh, Terrell. Appreciate those words. Uh, let's move into it with me. And I'd just like to say that, um, you know, it's, it's tough out here, man. And I, I don't know. I know it, it, it's extremely alarming for, you know, someone in my age range because all of these people who have passed recently are all my contemporaries. And uh, all I would say is that we have to try to have some semblance of health and uh, activity so that we can be on the planet a little bit longer. You know, I don't know what else I can say beyond the fact that I had no idea that uh, Shock was uh, born in New York. He also had ties to Tampa where he transitioned into an uh, uh, ancestor. He um, was a prolific um, musician from all um, the the things that I could look up, that he was a piano player, uh, an extraordinary drummist, drum uh, master, and just an amazing human, you know, and um, that really contributed a lot to our culture. So he'll truly be missed. We're going to let our anchorman finish this off. Uh, Kev, your thoughts on... The legend Shock G. I mean, it sucks that this is the third week in a row we're doing a tribute to someone who, you know, just recently um, passed away. I mean, it, you know, this, it's, it's crazy because like a week ago, I went back and I listened to the Sex Packet album and I was just like, dang, man, Digital Underground was so underrated and so many people. You know, we'll mention Digital Underground and Tupac, and they were bigger than Tupac. Not to take nothing away from his time with the group. You know, Tupac's time with Digital Underground was important because he was able to get, he was able to learn the music industry. He was able to get the touring, how to put on a stage show, how to do a lot of stuff, you know, with that time with them. So he was able to learn 
and, and figure out what he needed to do when he went solo. And even they were there with him when he first went solo. They, you know, they fe- they was featured on his first couple albums. They did production. They did, you know, behind the scenes stuff with him. So, but, you know, Digital Underground was just amazing. They were a West Coast group. I mean, they, they took those funk records and they made these samples that was like very upbeat, very, you know, songs that made you feel good and dance. But at the same time, Sex Pocket was a, was a concept album. It was all centered around this theme of, safe sex per se i mean it was deeper than that but it was a it was a great concept album even the sons of p or the same song or even the third album after that like you said they had an incredible run shock g was a amazing musician i mean he produced he wrote records um he could produce and i mean you know you can go on anybody's post and see you know interviews that he did i mean this this dude knew the industry he he knew the industry like he could he could break like he broke down this comparison between biggie and Pac. man it was just amazing you know and he didn't even and it wasn't even like it wasn't he he wasn't saying one was better than the other he was saying this is why biggie's was great but this is why Pac was great and he was like both of them was just just amazing I and mean, it was just i mean it, it's shocking though it's just so shocking because we didn't see this happening I mean, you know, we got a, a small warning with DMX. We got a small warning with Black Rob. But, you know, Shock seeing a RIP Shock G post, I was like, all right, whatever. Why are they messing with this man? This man is living his life. He's peaceful. He's happy. Why are people messing? Why are people coming up with these lies? But then it was like the third and the fourth time I seen it. I'm like, let me look into We'll see what's going on and see he passed away. It was just like, gosh, man, we, like, we just, like, we still sitting here, like, trying to, you know, accept DMX not being here. We still, you know, we still got memories of Black Rob and that last video he made. And now we got to go through it again. It's like, whoa, I mean, like, what's going on, man? Like, but one of the things that we haven't done in a while, but with this show is that, you know, we give people their respect or pay homage to them while they're still here. Um, And I think that's something we're going to probably have to revisit down the line. Um, I think the last one we did was Special Ed. So it sucks, though, man. It just sucks. I mean, th- I mean, you know, three weeks in a row, man. It's just like, wow, man. It's crazy. But Shock was amazing. Shock G was amazing. Not, I mean, you know, him as a person, him as him as an artist, and you know, the work he did with Digital Underground, and you know, my condolences to his family and his friends and and everybody who he was able to touch, either with his music or just personally and. Man, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's what's up, Kev. Really appreciate those heartfelt words, gentlemen. We're going to slide out of here. Uh, we appreciate uh, the listeners. You can contact us uh, with any questions or comments at underagroovenetwork at gmail.com. That's our production company. Uh, Kev, tell them where they can reach us on social media. Uh, Mix Era Rap on Twitter and Mix Era Rap pod pod on instagram you know we're quite active you know just hit us up we're gonna reply back i appreciate that kev and we're gonna close out today's uh, show with a little montage from digital underground the underground the underground's gonna stay down with the funky beats 80.0 
Een kleurig hip-hop festijn was het zeker. Ik heb het over het optreden van de uit Oakland, California. Afkomstige rap crew Digital Underground. And when you see us backstage, now that we all feel better, let's do what we like. We out of here. Peace.